Welcome to What Happens in Vegas. I am your host, Neil Maligno. I am happy to tell you that the Raiders beat the Texans 38-20 to in Week 7, giving them a 2-4 and record and moving up to third in the AFC West. Is this the beginning of the playoff run? Let's talk about it. We are going to talk about the Raiders versus Texans first before we talk about any other Raider news. Uh, what I will do is I will bring up the uh, screen here so we can look at it together. We are looking at the Raiders, Texans, 38-20 to 20 beatdown, however you want to call it. It was a great win for the Raiders. Obviously, lots of people are going to say, well, the Texans aren't good. The Texans suck. The Texans are the one team worse than the Raiders or however you want to, whatever you want to say. What matters to me is it's football. Any given Sunday, any team can win. We've seen it happen every single week. And so I am happy for a Raiders victory against the Texans, as should you be. 38 to 20, one of the most dominant games of the year, I would say, from an offensive perspective and from, you know, both sides of the ball. Honestly, it looked great. Um, let's look at the stats here. We got Derek Carr throwing uh, for 241 and a touchdown. Obviously, this again, big important thing here is no interceptions. That is Always the biggest takeaway for me when it comes to these quarterbacks, especially Derek Carr in this game particularly. Um, so two over 200 yards, almost 250 yards, one pass and touchdown. You would love to see more of that, but there's a reason why there wasn't more of that. And then, like I said, no interception. So he didn't hurt the team uh, in, in, in this victory. Um, why there was no other uh, pass and touchdowns would be what you see here, which is Josh Jacobs on 20 carries had 143 rushing yards and three touchdowns. Yes, three touchdowns. I will do an episode on just Josh Jacobs later in the week because he deserves that. Because everything Josh Jacobs has done that you're seeing here on this on the screen here, listen, there's so much more to say about this. Josh Jacobs is tearing it up. Josh Jacobs is the engine of this offense. I don't care about whatever else you think. Darren Waller, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, this, that, offensive line. Josh Jacobs is single-handedly carrying this offense on his back. This was what we were missing in the beginning of the year. A lot of the games that we lost, this is what this team needs. This is the guy who they didn't pick up the fifth-year option on. Ah, there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about with Josh Jacobs. I will not do it for this episode. I will have another episode out just for Josh Jacobs, I promise you, um, because he deserves it. If he's not your favorite Raider or one of your favorite Raiders at this point, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but Josh Jacobs wholly deserves it. As you can see, as far as the other uh, rushers in the game, DJ Turner had three carries for 20 yards. They were pretty effective. Um, so it was good to see him back. Obviously, he has been out you know, due to health injuries. Zemir White, one carry. Uh, Derek Carr, a few scrambles out there, did nothing with it. But the Zemir White thing, you know, a lot of people really thought Josh McDaniels, I one of them. Josh McDaniels is coming here. He's a Patriot offensive coordinator. Um, they love to run the ball. They do a whole committee of running backs. They have, you never know from week to week in fantasy. It's like a notorious joke. Like you don't know who the right, you know, Patriots are going to run out there with. It's funny now they actually, you kind of, they're a little more settled as well, but um, everyone thought Zemir White, they trade away Kenyon Drake or they cut him. Um, they had Amir Abdullah, all these other options. Brendan Bolden, they signed. They have all these guys, right? And you're like, oh, man, here we go. Running back by committee in, uh, you know, Patriots West, as they were calling it and stuff. And here we are. Josh Jacobs is doing everything, rightfully so, when everyone else is taking the backseat like they should. So if you're looking, for, if you're crying about Zamir White, if you're crying about whoever else you want to see play running back, you're not going to and you shouldn't because Josh Jacobs is that good and deserves every carry we can give him. So. Again, 
shout out to Josh Jacobs. Straight beast. Best running back in football. Um, and I love him, man. I love to see it, especially because, you know, a lot of people crapped on the Raiders for taking him when they took him too early in the draft. Don't pick running backs that early. Da, 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 da. And as funny as, I mean, as true as that may be to most people, as many people may agree with that, um, here you're in a situation where he is literally the most important person on your offense. He is the reason solely why you're winning games. Um, and now you think about the contract upcoming and all these things. I really need to make that Josh Jacobs episode. <laughs> Let's just move down really quick here. Uh, receiving Devonte Adams obviously led the team eight receptions, 95 yards. That's where it should be, where he should be, where the numbers should be, where everything should be is correct on this uh, receiving chart. Devonte Adams, 95 yards. He didn't get a touchdown. <laughs> we're not familiar with that, right? It's not. We're not used to that. Um, but I told you, Josh Jacobs stole them all, so you know it wasn't too many to throw. Uh, Hunter Renfro was back, did pretty good, three for 55. Again, when you don't get a touchdown as a wide receiver, then you're not over 100 yards or a ton of receptions. Those numbers don't look great, but three for 55 is pretty good in the game, pretty effective when needed. Uh, Mac Hollins, so this guy, this guy, man, special teams ace, team captain on all these different teams, and, and special teams crushes it everywhere. Never really gets the opportunity to be a full-blown wide receiver, like get a lot of all, you know, uh, targets or uh, important opportunities. And here he is with the Raiders still getting them uh, another touchdown from Matt Collins, two receptions, 44 yards. So not a ton of uh, work, but he made it the best with it. So uh, the one sole Derek Carr touchdown throw was to Matt Collins. Foster Moreau filling in for Darren Waller, three for 28. Uh, not bad, you know, not not the numbers you would you want from a Darren Waller game, but for Foster Moreau, it was pretty good. Josh Jacobs with a few receptions, which again is great to see. Uh, besides him, Amir Abdullah here was the only other running back with any receptions. Uh, and if you're playing fantasy football, man, Josh Jacobs, he's getting some targets. He's making some catches. He's running the ball like crazy. He's getting touchdowns. You are ripping it up right now with, with Josh Jacobs. Um, this is something you love to see. Defensively, same names at the top, right? Like this is where we, we're, we're used to seeing at this point. Divine Diablo uh, leading the team in tackles. It's been great, you know, in terms of his, uh, his, his tackle. And it's been great to see. Um, you got Max Crosby down there, um, Rocky Sin, Deron Harmon returned an interception for a touchdown defensive highlight of the day for sure. 100%. Uh, it was a, a beautiful thing to see. Uh, again, man, we have, you know, Jonathan Abram, as you see on there, we have Trayvon, we have these guys like, you know, young safeties guys that we drafted, you know, with high expectations, and then you bring in a guy like uh, Harmon, and here he is, you know, honestly outplaying all of them. Well, let's just be honest. Let's just keep. Let's just say what it is. Um, he's outplaying all those guys, and so it's um, you know, I'm not going to complain. I'll take the defensive plays from wherever we can get them. And uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful play by Harmon. You're happy for him, uh, and it was just overall, you know, a, a pretty good defensive game, honestly. Um, I wish we had Hobbs out there. You miss him for sure. Uh, other than that, you know, you guys, you've gotten involved. Uh, Chandler Jones and uh, Farrell split a sack together. That was, it was cool to see. Um, Farrell was out there getting a lot of snaps. Um, Amik Robinson was out there still playing good. Belong Nichols, all these guys did really well. Um, had, 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 had overall, just like a pretty, pretty damn good game. Uh, you see the kick returns there. And, that, and that's really it. Carlson one for one. Didn't have much else to do besides that and all the extra points uh, backing up our boy Josh Jacobs and them touchdowns. <laughs> all right. I was speaking about Josh Jacobs. I said I will speak more about him on another episode, but I did want to share this uh, tweet from PFF. 
Josh Jacobs this season among running backs got the first, the highest grade you could have for running backs for PFF right now. He's number one. He has the most rushes for a first down. He's third in missed tackles, forced, tied for first in red zone touchdowns. I believe one uh, with him is probably Nick Chubb. And then 19 rushes of 10 plus yards. He's second. This is beautiful. This is beautiful stuff to see right here. You love to see this kind of stuff. This is great. Um, again, I will have more to say about Josh Jacobs. I will have another episode for Josh Jacobs, but for now, um, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at this. I did want to look at um, the upcoming schedule we also have that I wanted to look at. I do have a tweet here uh, from Logan Reaver. I hope I'm saying that name, Logan Reaver. Uh, Devontae Adams had to double check the path to make sure it was really clear. Uh, this time when he was leaving the field, I thought this was this was pretty funny. Uh, a lot of people were really up and you know pissed up pissed off about the whole Devonte Adams camera guy thing, uh, but this was a I'm glad, I'm glad that he's having fun with it and he's doing it safely. He's making sure he doesn't bump into any more camera guys, which many would say he he pushed them, he pushed the camera guy. Sure, whatever. He he pushed them, Neil. Don't be don't be happy for him. He pushed them. Sure. Uh, Devontae Adams having fun with it. I'm glad that, uh, you know, everything is good there. And, um, yeah, so that's good. Uh, let's jump over to, I do want to talk about the um, the schedule really quick. Um, upcoming Raiders schedule. Just going to go down the list really quick. Saints, Jags, Colts, Broncos. Those are the next four teams we play. Those teams have records of 2-5, and 2-5, and 3-3, and 2-5. So sure, the Raiders don't have a great record, Neil. They're two and four. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree they don't. But again, we've talked about this. I've done an episode about it already. Um, why the why the Raiders are going to overcome all this? They're going to start this playoff run, uh, and this is part of it right here. This schedule is part of why. If you think about it, if the Raiders can win these next four games, you're looking at the team being six and four. Six and four. That's looking. That's, that looks a lot better, right? And it's totally possible. It's totally achievable. It looks really good. After those four games, you have the Seahawks and Chargers, both four and three. As of right now, obviously, we're talking about right now. I don't know what they'll be when we get to them. Four and three. Then Rams, Patriots, Steelers, 49ers. Their records are three and three, three and four, two and five, three and four. Are you catching a trend here? It's looking, it's looking pretty good right now, right? Like if we're just looking at as of today, this is where they're at. The last game is the Chiefs, five and two. Obviously, they're doing really well. Um, that's going to be a, a great game and hopefully one that really matters when we get to it. If we get to that Chiefs game, it may really matter if this uh, schedule plays out and breaks the way I hope it does. Um, from ESPN's Paul Gutierrez, he covers the Raiders for ESPN. Uh, FPI, which is the uh, measure of team strength that's meant to be the best predictor of team performance going forward for the rest of the season for ESPN. FPI has the Raiders favored in 10 of their final 12 games. Fallen only at Jacksonville, which they only favored by 0.3 points. And then in week nine, that's in week nine. And then in the season finale to the Chiefs at home. That's it. This is this is not me. This is not a bias. This is a, a data system that ESPN uses to measure the strength. Again, the best predictor of a team's performance going forward rest of the season. Again, I'm not gonna say it's 100 percent I'm not gonna say it's perfect. I'm not gonna say it's you know, it's it's gospel, believe everything it says. All I'm saying is. It's just another indication. You take it out of the biased Raider fans' hands and you put it into the system's hands, and they say the same thing. And, and I think we'll beat the Jaguars too. So um, that zero point three is not even a big deal to me. That's a um, you know basically nothing. So you could even say 
11 of their final 12 games, they are favored basically just about. Um, and so this is super interesting. It's super important. I think that this is, should not be ignored uh, for Raider fans who are down, depressed, not happy. Look at this schedule. Look at how the Raiders are playing. Again, we can go on and on about the offense, where they rank right now, uh, how, how things are playing, where Josh Jacobs stands, how the defense is okay. It's not oh, it's not the worst in the league. Um, the offensive line is obviously doing enough to keep Josh, you know, Josh scoring touchdowns and keeping Derek Carr upright. Um, although he did get hit in the game and looked, I was a little concerned uh, when Stidham had to come in, but uh, he he made it out of that, so that was good. Um, so there's just a lot to be you know happy about here when it comes to the Raiders. And again, I want to do an episode about Josh Jacobs because he deserves it. Um, Devontae Adams has played really well. I wish Darren Waller can get healthy. Uh, I would love for Nate Hobbs to come back. I do believe losing him uh, is bigger than anyone wants to admit. Kind of, you know. I mean, I know there's guys filling in for him, but I don't believe that you could just take you know, fill that Nate Hobbs hole so easily. And there will be a lot to talk about, like going into the offseason and how this team uh, continues to structure this this team. This organization continues to, to maneuver this roster uh, because obviously we all can sit here and think of players right now who should stay, who should go, um, who we need to acquire, what positions are weak, this, that. But that's a long ways down the road. We have a bunch of games coming up that are winnable and a, and a, and a schedule that's winnable. And hopefully when we get to that Chiefs game at the end of the year, it is a super, super important, pivotal game for this team. Um, that's that's the only way to look at it. This was a great team win. Overall, again, on all cylinders, offense, defense, special teams, everything did pretty good to great. Um, lots of standout plays that you need to happen. These turnovers, Derek Carr limiting, no turnovers. Um, it was just great. And again, all on the back of Josh Jacobs. I don't care what else you have to say. That guy is carrying this offense and josh and josh mcdaniels better keep calling it that way um you get behind in games and you start falling behind and you think i can't use josh jacobs i can't run the ball i gotta catch up don't do it man you gotta keep feeding josh jacobs no matter what the situation of the game is um that's just you know a simple fact at this point um i do want to share one other thing here uh which is got it here narrative interesting storyline nothing to do with the Raiders playoff hopes or uh, how they played against the Texans but report Lakers legend Magic Johnson talks to buy stake uh, in the Raiders obviously this is interesting it's great to have uh, more minority ownership if this goes through I have no clue if it will um, it says here Johnson has been assembling a team of investors in recent weeks for a minority slice of the Raiders which is a majority owned by uh, late Al Davis family of course uh, one of the group said uh, they were conducting due diligence with the team. A deal has, hasn't been finalized and could still fall apart. Forbes reported in August that they were um, the Raiders were valued at $6.5 billion in an offer for a minority, minority stake in the team. So super interesting stuff. Obviously, there's nothing negative that would come from this. So it's, uh, you know, I just wanted to share everything. It's interesting. Uh, if it plays out that way, it should be good for the Raiders. The Raiders have become extremely popular, right, in Vegas. Like, this is a beautiful thing to see how um, a lot of people really hated this move. Obviously, fans that were local in uh, where the Raiders were in California. But uh, it's not far from California, so those fans can still travel and get to games. But overall, like, Vegas is booming. Vegas is doing great. WNBA champions, hockey team, football team. They're talking about a basketball team coming there next at some point here. Um, Vegas is booming and sports are a major part of it. And the Raiders are a major part of it. That's why this team needs to get on this winning way, um, and, and get to the playoffs. Like it has to happen. It just, it'll be a beautiful thing for that city, for fans, for the, uh, for everybody, <laughs> even these guys, even the fans who are just jumping on. Cause it's a team in Vegas. 
you know, it's cool. It's fine. I, I love that the Raiders are being uh, loved and appreciated. And we still have our haters. We're always going to have our haters because we're the Raider Nation. That's how it works. But it's beautiful, guys. Stay positive. Listen, if you're not already following, follow me on Twitter at ClockDodgers, C-L-O-C-K-D-O-D-G-E-R-S. Uh, you can follow me there. Let me know you listen to the show. I will follow you back. Uh, you can also follow on IG uh, at What Happens in Vegas Pod. Same with um, TikTok, actually. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of Raider fans on TikTok. Um, uh, it's a great place to actually connect with you guys. So uh, What Happens in Vegas Pod on, on Instagram and TikTok. Again, if you just, when you follow, I, it's, I miss notifications sometimes and things. I try to respond to everything I can. But if you follow and you say, hey, I listen to the show or a great show, whatever you want to say, I'll know that you're, that you're um, you know, you're watching the show and it'll make me, it'll give me a second, you know, uh, notification to follow you back. Uh, make it easier for me if you could do that. Um, other than that, if you're listening on audio on like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please make sure you're subscribed. Uh, leave, a, leave a review, like a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts or on uh, Spotify. This way, new listeners can, you know, get an idea. The show is good. It's quality. Um, the Raider Nation is enjoying it and linking up there to uh, discuss our Raiders. And if you're on YouTube, this is the biggest thing. If you're on YouTube and you're watching, uh, please hit subscribe. I know the the views keep going up and Raider Nation is really loving this. And that's why we're going to keep pouring out content for you guys. Um, but a lot of times people view and they like, but then they don't uh, subscribe. So please hit subscribe. It really helps us get out to more of the Raider Nation, uh, which we want to do. That's the whole point of this is connecting and building this community with you guys. And I love chopping it up in the comments. Like I said, YouTube has been great with the comments. Uh, TikTok's been great with the comments. Twitter, of course, is Twitter. I love you guys on there. So, um, yeah, follow, subscribe, do all those good things. We really appreciate it. It takes two seconds of your time. It means a lot to us. Um, so, guys, that's it for today. This is what happens in Vegas, and what happens in Vegas is Raiders football.